Welcome to Document Devotion, a podcast exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, elder candidate at Redeemer Fellowship. What's up, Fofo? Nothing much, nothing much. What's up with you? Oh, man. I'm, you know what? I'm full. I was actually telling Travel that on the way here. I'm like, dang it. What? Tillos. It's so good. Yeah, it's too much. No, dude. I ate clean all week. And then I you gorged right there? No, I didn't gorge. I had one hot dog with everything, one chili dog, plain, easy chili. So wait, so you had fries. two. So you had two, two hot, hot dogs. dogs. Two hot dogs. Two hot dogs and fries. That's two what I dog. had, too. We yeah. also had the chili. No, I did. The chili dog. You just dog. had chili dog, so yeah. there's chili that's on the hot dog. Yeah, a little bit of chili. All right. So I said Either way, chili. all I know is what would be settling. I, my stomach needs to be settled right now, and there's only one thing. There's two things that could settle it. Okay, I know if what they, they came are. together, I know what you're talking about. Let me think about this. Um you, you, you just had a meal, yep, and that's not a good feeling, right? Because no. it's too much, especially too much. So too you much. would need now, like some people would take like an antacid, yep. or some people would do like um, like some like some seltzer water or something. But that's I right. think what would settle your stomach would be uh, a nice aged bourbon, yes, and a nice aged cigar. Both of those things together is the but, only thing I need right now. Uh, but you but can't, I can't. You can't have that right now. I can't have now, either. Listen, when is you can always have that stuff? Why can't you have it now? Because of Jaquelle. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Jaquan. That's great. <laughs> it's actually Jaquel, but... Okay. Jaquelle. Don't, don't correct us. Right, you're our guest. You're Canadian. No, uh, you don't really know how to pronounce it. Wow, that's hurtful. All right, yeah. so listen. here You're going to have your feelings hurt, so buckle up. All right, so uh, this is what happened. Uh, you guys, a lot of you guys know who we're talking about. Some of you don't, but uh, Jaquel Crow... Got it. ...is, um, is a late teen. You're 19 now? That's correct. She's a late teen's author. Uh, she wrote her first book at 18. It's been published through Crossway. And guess what? Hold on. What? Her book, I was looking at it. Yeah? It's bigger than all three of your books It combined. is not bigger. It is it bigger. Is you, no, it is. it is not. Your book is already bigger than no, his. Your book's like word 100. count? Page okay, count? Okay, hang on. What's your word count? Oh, that's a great question. I don't know if I... Like see, 30. she's not vain like you. Yeah, no, see, same she's size. She's not it's the vain same like size. you. It's the same size. 33,000? Yeah, see. And, and what's yours? It's like 29. Ah! So, 10,000 more don't count. So anyways, we were saying. Well, so, that wasn't 10,000. That was nowhere near 10,000 more don't count. You were about to say 10,000 more That's words a, don't no, count. No, no. And you were at 29. Oh, she, she she's padded, at 33. She patted her not, about page. I know what I'm just saying. She's That's like not, thanking all okay, these extra all people in there. It makes them look longer when you put that kind of stuff in there that has nothing to do with the book. Anyways. 4,000 uh, words more. Either way, your book is bigger than his. Well, all right. It is. And it's it's actually a little better than mine. You got, you, you're got a very good writer. I won't even call it a booklet. So here here here's... Here's here's the thing, uh, Jaquel and her father Sean have a podcast, and it is called Wait, Age. Her, her dad Sean. Oh, see, I've listened to it. I only know Jaquel. Jaquel. Oh. I don't know who the other one is. Dad. All right. You oh, got, is it Dad? Dad. Call him? We just dad. refer to him as oh, okay. Dad. You, you, this, nobody's gonna know why you're doing this. What you got, are you talking you've about? You've got to let us in on the inside. Joke. What inside? Joke? You're, uh, you're I've, read the, I've listened to the podcast. Okay. I don't know who the other okay, guy so is. Okay, so here's what happened. Yeah. So in an early episode mm-hmm. of Age of Minority, Dad yep. had just started listening to Doctrine and Devotion, which so I was the one who got him. And so he's a latecomer. So not only is he a nobody, he's a, he's, a, he's late to the show. <laughs> exactly, Keep going. Exactly. So we were doing this episode, and we were talking about Doctrine and Devotion, mm-hmm. and Dad was talking about how he liked it, and he referred to Joe and that other guy. Oh. 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 See? I, I'd never even, you know, you didn't notice that. that. Oh, no, I didn't notice that. Oh, okay, guys. I didn't notice that. I'm pretty sure you tweeted about it. Uh, I'm pretty sure it was on social media. There was something Maybe. about dad being dead to you. Yeah, yeah something dead like that. to me. 
something like that. Jimmy, jealous Jimmy holds grudges. I don't hold grudges. Hashtag uh, jealous Jimmy. I don't hold grudges. You know, Dad has had a big change of heart since then. Oh, he definitely, oh. he oh. definitely likes you better. Every, in fact, you are always introduced as the leader of the podcast now. Uh, oh, yeah. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy, and Joe. Like I'm not first, even though it's like kind of you know my thing. It's, kind of and my it's not really your it's thing. Kind of it's my thing. thing. It's kind of and uh, it's kind of like see, you and I actually understand each other. See, I've been carrying Joe on my back. So how does it feel, 19 years old, carrying your father yeah, in the podcast tough. world? It's it's tough, but you it's know, hard. we do what we got to do. We got to right? do what we got to do. All right, let's focus. Focus. We've we've got um, we've only podcast. got we got a little bit we got a little bit of time because um, uh, Jaquel and her father Sean they have this they have this podcast. Mm-hmm. It's actually really good. They have good chemistry. Great Thank banter. you. I like and, the surprise there. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing: most <laughs> oh, Christian yeah. podcasts I Are find terrible. completely uninteresting. I don't like the chemistry because there's really no chemistry. Um, They're just so arrangements. We listen to your podcast and we're like, that's good. That's how you do it. That's how you do it, guys. So, um, yeah, it's really good stuff. Check it out. Uh, Age of Minority. It's a podcast on youth and the gospel and all that stuff, so you definitely want to check it out. And her dad, Sean, is a pastor, a really sharp guy, godly man, so you, you're going to want to listen. It's a good mix between you know father and daughter, but also just generations. It's not just the father-daughter dynamic. It's a generational dynamic mm-hmm. on top of that. And then it's really fun and natural, and um, it'll be encouraging to you, so check it out. But I saw... No, in fact, I think Sean, Sean's here in the room because he wouldn't let her, his daughter just hang out with us. He has to chaperone. Uh, <laughs> so um, so his, uh, you actually tweeted and said, hey, we're going to be at church on Sunday. And we were very honored by that. Mm-hmm. And, and so I sort of like yeah, half jokingly was like, hey, maybe we could uh, interview your daughter about her book. And he was like, sure. So, um, so here we are. And uh, so we really want to talk about your book. Your book mm-hmm. is called uh, This Changes Everything how the gospel transforms the teen years. Um, there's, there's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a smaller sized book, the kind of books that I write, it's a little bit bigger than mine. Well, you know, it's, it's, not like, bit, it's not like yours, it's because little, it's, she, yeah, she did like the small the way it's supposed to be. You did tiny, and there's a difference between tiny the two. Tiny is still, anyways. Um, but it's a, it's a densely packed book that is beneficial for It's even every... taller as well, so that means it's even more work. Okay, listen. I'm just saying it's bigger because it's taller. Keep okay, going. Why don't you take a drink of your Portillo's ginormous I will and then I'm going to go into uh, the Diet Coke I stole from Pat so the book is good for everyone to read we I mean um, I'm 44 and I'm reading it and I'm encouraged by it and not only am I encouraged by it because I know like oh I want my my kids to read this I'm encouraged by it as a believer Um, but so you guys should definitely pick this up if if you're working with youth if you know Mm -hmm. youth if you have kids it is definitely a book you have to pick up so um, listen we're going to be giving away some copies of this. And so uh, you will be uh, announcing that uh, on social media and everything. So when this is dropping, you'll know how to do that. And we're going to want you to get in on the good stuff. I'm going to actually go and buy some copies because I believe in it. And I want to make sure that my teenagers uh, get a copy. So Jaquel, and that's how, if you guys want to know how to pronounce her name, because she spells it funny. Um, <laughs> I do. I was the one who decided to okay, spell it so funny. Well, she named parents. herself. Uh, it's Jaquel. That's right. Like Jacqueline, Jekyll. just leave off the end. That's how I explain it, yeah. too. Jekyll. Yeah. But no C. Jackal, like no the C jackal. <laughs> but it's Jekyll. All right, so let's talk a little bit about, um, first, briefly, I'd like to know how you came to know Christ, and then what led you into writing? Those are the first two questions, and then we'll get into the, the, 
meat of the book. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Well, I was very blessed to grow up in a home where I was raised by two very passionate Jesus followers. My dad's a pastor, and uh, both he and my mom were always committed to discipling my brother and me, teaching us from the Word from as early as I can remember, uh, doing family worship together. And so I think there was a time when I was maybe four or five that I, I did pray, make a profession, uh, but really there's no time that I can look back in my life and say, that was the moment that I, right. that I was saved. So there was definitely a progression as I got older, started to get into God's word for myself, started to realize how my faith needed to be personal. And around when I was uh, 11, that's when I started a blog because mm. I had always loved writing. And at that time, it had started with some guest posts that I actually did on my dad's blog. It's an 11 year old blogger's weird. I know, it is. Unless you're like a gamer or something. It's a <laughs> yeah. weird thing. It is, but that was also eight years ago when blogs were really big. Mm -hmm. So everybody and their dog had a blog. So I was like, hey, I should have a blog too. And I really didn't have that much to write about except what I was reading in God's Word, what I was learning in life. And that was really one of the most formative times in my life because I was learning so much. Mm -hmm. And because I loved writing, it was just sort of a natural fit. And then I kept blogging and realized I loved writing nonfiction an awful lot. And so that just continued for years and years. And I kept writing about the gospel and that just increased my love for it. So you wrote on your own blog, and so you were just writing, but eventually you started writing for the revolution. Yeah, that's correct. So I wrote for my own blog, just it until I was 16. And that's when I mm -hmm. wrote my first guest post on therevolution.com. And then I started writing regularly there and really got involved with that movement and with Brett Harris, who wrote Do Hard Things, mm -hmm. of course. And he became a mentor to me and really was what helped pushed me to mm -hmm. uh, write This Changes Everything eventually. Awesome. So this book, um, This Changes Everything, How the Gospel Transforms the Teen Years. Um, tell us about uh, why you wrote this particular book. And, and hopefully it's not, well, I'm a teen and I wanted to write about it. Like, why do, because my question is really, why does the, the youth of today need this book in particular? Well, I think there are a lot of good books on these kind of subjects out there. So there are really good books on how to use your time and really good books on what a Christian's interaction with the local church should be and really good books on the pursuit of holiness, but not so many of those books that are written directly to teens, specifically for their stage of life mm -hmm. that they're in. And we are dealing with so many different kinds of temptations and experiences and contexts and I, this was the book that I wanted to read as a young teen, a book that was addressing these things that right. I was learning in God's Word and, and thinking about in my own life, but I never had that book that was written for me. And so I had to read books that were written for adults, which were great, but weren't that specific book that I wanted to read. So that's really why I wrote this book for other young people like me who wanted this instruction from God's Word aimed right at them. 
it's it's interesting because I, I totally see what you're talking about. There's not a lot out there, and the stuff that is out there is generally really cheesy, superficial, lame stuff. Like I keep my kids away from that nonsense. My, my son Eli is reading uh, Sproul. Uh, he's just turned 13, and when uh, he's done with that, he's already been assigned your book. So his mom, we, he's homeschooled. Um, but it's interesting because when you look back, just like a, a century ago and then a century before that and a century before that, they wrote books targeted towards youth. Um, the Reformed tradition in particular does this. So um, John A. James did that. Uh, J.C. Ryle did that. Uh, they targeted youth. And so, like, there's a book by John A. James called Female Piety. My wife loves it. She reads it all the time. Have you checked that one out? Uh, you would love it. Now, it was written for younger girls, but today it would be very appropriate for women to be reading it, you know, different culture, different times. Um, so I'm excited that you're doing this. We, we want um, people to be addressing specific kinds of people with the same gospel truths, right? Uh, but people having it applied to them in very, very specific ways. What do you think is is the the Christian, or like, let me say the churched youth. What, if you, if you looked at the churched youth in general, those that are going to church, um, they have, you know, a Christian religious-y sort of a context and family. What do you see as um, their greatest struggle or their greatest need? I think a right understanding of the gospel and how it applies to their lives. So if you ask your average church teenager, what is the gospel? Mm -hmm. Sadly, so many of them won't be able to answer you. They won't be able to articulate what the gospel is, even if they've heard it week after week. And so because they don't even have a proper understanding of biblical theology, even at its most basic form, they don't know how to apply that to yeah. their own lives. And so that connection of knowing the gospel, knowing right doctrine, and then being able to connect that to real life that is one of the biggest things that I see. Now, as part of that also, though, like, their parents don't know the gospel themselves. Like, I'm wondering, like, if, if kids aren't able to articulate it, is that part of it because their parents haven't been taught that themselves or their parents aren't interested in it or their parents are thinking it's uh, the job of the local church to disciple their kids? Yeah, I think the last thing that you hit on, because yeah. a lot of parents, I think, could articulate the gospel, but they sort of assume that because they take their kids to church, that's their duty done yeah. in discipleship. They don't need to really be intentionally training their own children to know the gospel and to live it. Who are, um, so you, you started writing when you're 11, you have this, this passion to communicate to your own generation. Uh, who are some of the writers that Jimmy's got his notifications. He's, he's, uh, yeah, heard, I just got one. Heard that. Yeah, well, it okay, is what so, it is. Anyways, um, who are some of the authors that have influenced you that you think might be present in your writing, even if other people might not pick mm -hmm. up on it, just like a dash here or there? Mm -hmm. Who are the writers that have influenced you and stick with you? Yeah, well, I think... Or stuck with you. Those that have stuck with you. What did I say? Stick. Or sticked. Stick, sticked. past tense. Whatever. Stick to they, those that stuck yeah. with you. Yeah. Well, my dad and I have read a lot of theology books together. He was pretty instrumental in my formation, mm -hmm. um, influence-wise. So, John Calvin, uh, Herman Bovink, R.C. Sproul, John Piper, J.C. Okay, so, Ryle. Right, right. Okay, so like a lot of people say that they're reading Bovink, yeah. uh, but they say Bovink, which means they're probably not. But uh, all right, so <laughs> some people say they're reading Bovink, and what that means is that they bought the the volumes and they've cracked it open once but they never really so why don't yeah they they look good on the shelf 
But so you've been reading with your dad. Yeah. Your dad's a theological baller. He's he is, got it going on. A theological on. nerd. Some so, might say. Um, so. Chat, you were you through chap, book one yet? You've done all of book one? Yeah, we've done all oh, book okay, one. Okay, so uh, how about book two? Yeah, we finished book two okay, as well. Okay, how about book three? Yeah, we have not finished book three. Oh, so you're like, listen to that, people. <laughs> Part time in it. Part time in it. All right, no, I'm just going to say, like, <laughs> that's legit. Like, that's how you do it, guys. Like, you just, and not every kid's going to be as hungry for systematic theology. So every kid is different. But um, yeah, but a lot of us could uh, should be encouraged to take this stuff mm-hmm. more seriously. I love that you guys are reading that and going through it together. So you are um, on a kind of like a, not a book tour, are you on a book tour? What are you doing? No, What's going on? No, I'm heading to the Gospel Coalition National Conference. Okay. So I was in South Bend for an interview, South Bend, Indiana, happening place. And then uh, we came here to hang out for a few days and we had to visit Redeemer because cool. dad was like, if we are anywhere near Chicago, we are getting well, to Redeemer. we are so glad you guys did. Mm-hmm. Now, um, so you were interviewed somewhere else? Yes, I was oh, who, 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 who was a cooler interview context? Was that or South Bend? Or it was that? definitely you guys. That's yeah. right. Yeah. So, yeah, we need there to hear we that. We need, we're very insecure dudes. We need to hear yep. a lot of affirmation. All right. And now, so um, you're going to be going down to the Gospel Coalition. I know they got you doing some more interviews probably. You're, yeah, you're doing things videos, like that. random exciting things. Are you already thinking about what you want to write next? I've had that question a lot, and I don't know. I do not have an idea. I would love to write more if the Lord provides those opportunities and ideas, but I really want to wait for the idea, mm-hmm. and I have not got it yet. What do you think about um, the youth, Christian youth in particular? Um, like my daughter is 15. She's turning 16 soon. You, you met her today. Um, and so she's shy. Um, she's more quiet than shy, but she's quiet. She's very chill. Uh, she gets crazy when she's with her friends. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's a good girl, very disciplined and like just responsible. But I worry about her as a dad. And um, you know, you've you've navigated those years with your family, and now you're heading into college. I've actually graduated. Oh, that's college. right. I did read that. Yeah, she's yeah. nineteen. You don't graduate college when you're nineteen. No, fool. I did weird things. Yeah, I know. That's homeschool. Well, not. Yeah, homeschool, but it's also genius. Like, <laughs> no, it's, it's Canada. Hey, they go earlier. Hey, have you ever heard of College Plus? That's it. Yeah. See, he just nodded. He's heard of it. Wait, wait, wait. It is. It is this program. Yep. I'll give you the super short version. Go ahead. You oh, no. do dual We're gonna enrollment. We're going to talk about Canada now. Okay. No, it's no, Canadian. Do, it. go, do your Canada thing. You, you pay Plus. loonies and toonies, yeah. and you get to do this. College Plus is an American program. I will say that right there. It's actually now called Lumerit. Yeah. Mm. College but Plus you sounds like dummy. College Plus sounds like um. What, community college. That's what it sounds like. No, no th- those are, yeah, no, those are called just colleges. Community yeah, college is college. So you do dual, University is- dual enrollment. So essentially what you do is you start in high school and you start taking college courses and those count towards your high school credits. So I started taking college courses when I was 16 and then I started taking all these exams like CLEPs that are yeah. credit equivalencies. You know so what a CLEP you is. Can do yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I just want to make sure so you're smart faster. enough. To, to, you don't need the class. You take the test. Okay. You're smart enough. Or, and you figure it out. or you can just study for the test right. and save the time. And so, yeah, so I graduated when I was 18. All right, cool. Now, are you doing graduate school? Hopefully, one day. Okay. Seminary, maybe. All right, cool. Very yeah. cool. Um, hmm. So, okay. So, you, so, you're done with college. I'm done with college. You're I'm done, done with, with that noise. Yeah. All right. Yep. right. Hey, Jimmy, when did you get done with college? How old were you when you finally graduated? Hey, uh, how, did, was your no, no, degree don't, earned don't, or don't, given? Don't, don't, don't well, change the subject, I'm just son. Ask, I'll answer don't, the question when okay. you answer no, first. No, no, I, you answer the question degree, that I asked was first. Your degree My degree earned? was earned. My degree was earned. Your master's degree was earned? My master of divinity degree Not was given? earned. Not given? Not given. It was earned. Not given? Not given. Do I have to give this story? I'll put the story out there. I, I, there is no story to put out there. I'll put the story out there. It doesn't even matter. Russell. Russell Stover. 
No, you know mm, what I'm talking about. I'm just going to give that one. I love me some Russell Stover. I hate you. What are you talking about? So anyways, you. how old were you? When you I don't want to talk. How old were you? Uh, well, listen, I actually, I did all my seminary work except for one class. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I did it all with so your degree oh, was given. I just want to make this point. I did everything, the 110 credit hours, uh-huh. whatever, in three years except for one two credit class, okay, but which I, is pretty baller. Well, okay, but it's still not done, though. No, no, it's not, not done, not done. Are you one credit away in, in... No, no, I'm done. Oh, you're actually done. First of all, that's a bachelor's. That ain't, that don't count. <laughs> all right. So, uh, okay, we'll just put it out there. Let's right. put it out there. Go all ahead. All right, fine. All right, no, so you can't put this story out there. I can't put that out there? You can't put this story out there. This story can't go out there. Okay, well then don't don't bring it up. No, because I'm trying to embarrass you. And it well, it doesn't embarrass. It, no, it, it doesn't. Oh, I'll talk I, about it. No, you can't talk about it. I'll talk about it. No, he's got, I, he's, okay. already, he's already got enough heat as Quiet. is. Quiet. Bottom line is, enough I, heat. I went to seminary between 1997 and 2000. Mm-hmm. Three years. I got everything done except for one class, and so I didn't actually get my degree until like like 2010, 2010. I think is when it was. 2010. Yeah. I, I, so how old were you then? Man, I don't know. All right. I would say 30-something, 35? I was in the middle of an interview. 35? I'm 44 now. I know, so... so I don't know. What are you asking me math questions for? Uh, that's bad. I can't even think of it. All right, so what I wanted to ask... 35? What I wanted to ask... 34. ...was um, when you look at kids kind of going into the culture, going off to college, you know, uh, stepping out of uh, the maybe the, the comfort and the protection of being around familiar church and family... Uh, what is your encouragement to kids to persevere in the faith, to stay close to Jesus? Like, what's your basic counsel as a peer to them? Like, hey, I've been there. I'm, I'm, I've gone through this stuff. Here's what you need to know as you're moving into this new stage of life. First, get plugged into a local church. If you are going out on your own, you need the accountability and community and fellowship and teaching of a local body. So get there and get that Uh, discipleship coming from Christians who are older and wiser than you. That's the first thing. And then prioritize God's word. Uh, Get into that yourself as much as you can when you don't have parents who are not pressuring but encouraging you to get into God's word every day Mm -hmm. or every week. It can be easy to let that slide. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing that needs to stay and be on your list. Those two things uh, are probably the biggest. And then just to find mentors uh, for yourself who will continue to guide you along in your walk. Are you currently mentoring any people in your life? or, or are you, Not like, formally no. or officially. Informally? Um, like you have relationships with people at the church? I do, people? yeah. Cool. And uh, as you look forward, looking down the road, what... What do you believe God is calling you to do? Some people have no idea when mm-hmm. they're 19. Some people have no idea when they're 29. Um, what do you believe? So at this point, God is calling you to do in the future. That's a great question. I, I don't know. I would love to keep writing, and that is something that I think I will increase in skill and maturity as I get older, and so that's something I want to keep pursuing. Beyond that, I'm very open to whatever the Lord has for me, um, but writing for sure. So what I want to kind of hit, I really want to talk about, uh, even as Joe was asking those questions about uh, youth in the church, why is it then that some young adults or, you know, they, even though they've been raised in the church, they seem to gravitate away, whether it's in their teenage years or, um, or as they go off to college, even as Joe kind of talked about that, why do you think part of that reason is like, you talked about not knowing the gospel and I understand that part, um, but what is there something else and how, how could the church do a better job of, I guess, 
I guess this is really what I want to get to. How do, how can the church do a better job of engaging with youth at a, I want to say higher level? Uh, Cause I think you even talked a bit about like kind of being talked down to as a, as a child, mm-hmm. right? It's a good question. And I, that's why I'm asking. It. That's a good one. Uh, you know, you're being talked down to as a child. How can we do a better job of engaging our youth and our young adults and helping them as they mature in that? Yeah. Well, there is enormous cultural pressure on young people yeah. to do things that the church wouldn't want them to do. There, mm-hmm. there are so many things that culture really wants young people to live for and invest in that seem very tempting and very fun as a young person. Yeah. And if young people don't have that foundation of the gospel and, and have a lack of discernment, yeah. that's where that issue really comes into place. So because of that, I think the church really needs to teach their teenagers discernment. How to tell the difference between right and wrong and even more edifying and unwholesome Mm -hmm. and even valuable and what's really a waste of time. Yeah. And if they have discernment, that will set them up for a life of being able to tell what churches to go to and to tell what books to read and how to raise their own kids and Mm -hmm. all these things. So discernment really is key. And not like a controlling discernment, like let me make the decision for you. That's not what you're talking about. No, it's teaching them how to be able to Mm -hmm. discern for themselves. And if they make that wrong decision, being able to come alongside them after and kind of and kind of talk through that. So then how, what else do you see, you know, kind of pushing forward then into that? Uh, what else can you see for like the church could be doing better involving youth and young adults and, and young men and women like yourself in the life of the church? That is a really good question because... Again, that's why I asked Yeah, them. of course. You had the fluff pieces, now you've got the real <laughs> now one. Now we're getting on the now hard we're getting on I the set you up so that you can ask the big questions. <laughs> See, I, I read the book. Continue. Ah, you didn't read the whole book. Don't even start. <laughs> so a lot of young people leave the church, I think, because they never really felt like they were a part of the church yeah. and they weren't meant to feel included. And so even starting from a point that you are looking at the young Christians in your church as full... Uh, fledged members, even if you won't technically call them that, Mm -hmm. as a part of the church, because the church has no age limits. Mm -hmm. If you are a Christian, you are a part of the church. And if you're part of the local church, then you need to be invested in it. So uh, addressing them from teaching to the whole church um, in in sermons, recognizing that you have teenagers there, Mm -hmm. um, inviting teens to serve in age-specific ways. Uh, nursery, music, uh, collecting the offering, even like little things, looking at your own church context, uh, what are ways, and then just coming alongside them and mentoring them and and getting involved in their lives. And I think like community groups, right? Like involving them, having them part of the life of that. One of the things I, like I I lived in British Columbia and I worked in Vancouver Island in a church in Port Alberni. And one of the things that irked me every single time it came up was they want to have this like family night, but what they really wanted was a dinner or celebration where all the adults got to sit around at a table and the youth would serve them. And I would sit there at every single one, every single time, because I was the youth leader at the time, like how, why instead of like, why not just have them be a part of it? Why can't we get somebody else? Why can't the parents just get up and go get their own food? You know, why can't we do something like that? Because I think what we're, what, at least in the church there, what they've kind of communicated is, uh, church is for the adults. Mm-hmm. You are just a byproduct of it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and you're not to be a part of that. So I think involving ways, finding ways for that the youth can be a part of, like everything you're talking about, but I think even community groups. Exactly. 
you know, let them be in Bible studies, age appropriate. But even even then, I would say I would love to see more youth um, like my kids involved more. In well, tell them, tell them what we do with the with the kids, the, the little kids in our community groups. Oh, OK. And yeah. then um, and then and what we'd like to see is that at whatever point they're comfortable, they're ready. Just stay in with us. Stay with the adults. That'd right. be great. But go ahead, Jimmy. So, yeah, I mean, like what well, what we do, what our group does, and I think your uh, Joe's group does now as well, um, is at the beginning, all of our kids are all together. Everyone's together. And uh, we all take turns as parents. Uh, we have three, you know, someone's doing snacks. Someone's uh, doing the study with the kids. And someone is what we call the dungeon. People are the friendly dungeon going to watch the kids. So what we do is everyone's together, uh, and for the first half hour or so is a devotional time with the kids. They all sit down, the parent reads, we talk, we ask questions, uh, and the kids pray with us. Um, so that time with the kids that is specifically teaching them is 30 minutes in your group. It's about 20 to 30 minutes. Wow, that's long. Ours is shorter. Yeah, because you guys aren't baller. No, we're And not. so uh, we love our youth, and we want to see them grow. And so uh, uh, and it depends on who's doing it. Sometimes someone uh, might just want to read, and that might take 15 minutes. Right. Um, but either way, so we go through it. Then the kids go downstairs. They have, you know, another adult goes down with them, play games with them while we kind of do the study. Usually, we go over Joe's sermon and critique it a lot, and then I try to fix it. Uh, and then at the end, the, everyone gathers back together, where we begin to. Well, what we do is before we bring the kids up, we'll ask specifically of each other. Uh, is there anything we'll be praying for? Because there are people that are their marriages are struggling yeah. or, or they got some addiction issues or whatever else. And so we don't say that in front of the kids. Um, but we, we'll say that, you know, everyone will share that. Then we bring all the kids up and we ask them what, you know, what they want to be praying for. So how cool. can we pray for them? And then the kids and all, everyone takes turns. Whoever's ready to praise. Uh, and then there's ways so, to do this. Like there's, there's, way, there's ways of doing it. And we're young of, church. We're figuring it out. And we're figuring it out. And part of the thing was for us, at least for our CG, uh, because I did, uh, like I did Young Life in Canada. I worked for Young Life of Canada. And one of the things I really wanted, I valued in Young Life was the fact that, uh, or I saw powerful was there was these teens and adolescents that would talk to me about stuff that they weren't ready to talk to their parents about. Mm -hmm. And what I wanted for my kids was to know there are other safe adults that you can talk to if you don't want to talk to dad and mom about this. Mm -hmm. You know, you could talk to Mr. Jeffrey, you could talk to Mr. Travell. Uh, you could, you know, talk to Mr. Bautista, don't talk to Mr. Wilson. He's not going to help you. And so, uh, we just kind of want to, we wanted that to, that, like you're saying, there's gotta be connections and mentoring. And as they get older, it's going to be easier for them, uh, to do that. So exactly. And it really is all about your perspective. Like if That's you it. are looking at youth in a way that they are people who will contribute to the body, well, that totally changes than if you're just looking at, at youth as sort of a burden or extras or people who will become Christians. Well, or who will become Christians and who may, you know, they're only value or they're only valuable once they start giving. Exactly. Once yeah. they start giving in the offering. Wait. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. No, that's bad. Oh, is it bad? It's bad. Yeah, I zoned bad. out. I'm sorry. Well, that was a bad thing. Dang. That was, you know, we're supposed to agree with that joke. Okay. Listen, um, Jaquel, you guys are traveling across the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, you, you guys stopped to hang out, to worship with us, and then to go to lunch with us, and then to hang out with us. Uh, we know you're tired, and hopefully you and your dad can just rest tonight and enjoy God's good gifts and rest in the grace of Christ. Um, but we do want to encourage people to pick up this book. Uh, this changes everything, how the gospel transforms the teen years. Get that book. It's not expensive, and it's mm -hmm. really good, so you're kind of a dummy if you don't get it. <laughs> Uh, you can get it on Amazon. You can get it anywhere. 
Uh, Crossway talks about your book almost more than they do the ESV. So um, you can pretty Actually, much. Actually, you know what? Here's the thing. <laughs> what are you talking about? No, I didn't bring it. You I'll brought it up before. I didn't even talk right, about it. You know how he's been calling me Jealous Jimmy? Yeah. You know I, already, why? I already told him. No, you, oh, you, you know why he's mad at me? I'm not, he's been so mad at me because every time I see Crossway promote your stuff. Which is all day long every all day. All day long. Yeah. Emails. <laughs> social media cookies. posts. Cookies. Yeah, the cookies were pretty mind-blowing. The cookies. I go, Joe, look at how much they're promoting her. It, how does it feel to have a publisher that backs you and believes in you? Did you write a second book? Uh, yeah, I, I wrote oh, I don't Crossway. Know. I, you mean with Crossway? Oh, did, yeah, I wrote. A, I wrote. A you wrote book. two books with Crossway. Yeah, I wrote. I wrote one called well, Note you, to Self. Note to Self, but oh, I. I oh, see, I only know about Note to Self because of Relit. Yeah, but what about? Are you, you saying? Listen, are you saying Crossway didn't promote my book? I'm saying Crossway didn't promote your book at all. Okay, so I'm just saying Crossway didn't. Pro- are you right, kidding so, me? I don't. So it doesn't I'll, bother. I'll it seems to bother Taylor you. Over it here. seems to bother you more than it bothers. It doesn't bother me. Oh, you cry. I don't care. You cry. I showed you the photo. I showed you. That's just. Hey, listen. All, it's okay, all, mijo. all that matters, all, all that matters. Here's all I'm trying to say is, were those cookies good? They were delicious. Man, did you get cookies? Hey, Crossway. <laughs> What's up, Crossway? <laughs> anyway, so Crossway, it's congratulations. That Thank you. Yeah. And, it uh, must be nice that they believe in you. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> Joe wouldn't know the, that the, feeling. The, the, the Lord loves me. That has to be enough for me. Um, also, you guys need to check out uh, the podcast with uh, Sean and his daughter, Jaquel. Uh, it's called The Age of Minority. Uh, ageofminority.com, right? Go there. Uh, check it out. It's, uh, it's actually it. a good Christian podcast. There's not just one, ours. There happens to be another. And we like the bar with our man, Dwayne. I like um, how you throw that out there. Well, no, because Dwayne will be like, yo, man, you didn't think I was uh, worth uh, mentioning? Or something? Uh, I tell him that all the time. Yeah, well, okay. Uh, Jimmy, if people want to support the podcast, if they want to be a part of ageofminority.com. That's right. If you want to support Doctrine and Devotion, go to ageofminority.com. Yeah, there you go. Hey, that's a really nice photo they have right there. You take that picture? I think so. What picture? Wait, the oh, one with the youth? Yeah, youth. No, we didn't. We didn't take that in picture. In Tennessee. The, the, Tennessee? That's Nashville, Tennessee. That's Nashville, Tennessee. Okay, yeah, we just go. flew down to Nashville to take that picture. Ah, there oh, you go. Know, yo, that, that's a nice website. Uh, who built that for you? Uh, my dad. Yeah? Pretty cool. Yep. That's really good. Is that on Squarespace? Nope. Nope. WordPress. WordPress. It's a good website. All right. Uh, big thanks to Justin Bond of J Bond Media, the audio visual wizard of Doctrine and Devotion. If you've got any audio visual photography need, hit up jbondmedia.com and he will hook you up. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head on over to the website, doctrinedevotion.com. You can click on the contact us page. You can click on the sign up page. You can. Hit up the store, grab yourself some gear, some videos. Dude, we're trying to sell stuff. I'm trying to sell stuff. Someone's got to sell your book. Crossway's not. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, what was I just saying? Fresh Pod every Monday and Thursday. Video content coming soon on Friday. Head on over to iTunes. Give Joe's Trilogy an honest five-star well, review. On iTunes? Why I don't know. Where do they go? To, what are they going to do? Where do they do? Amazon. That? Amazon. Go to Amazon oh and give gosh. him. Jimmy I'm, I'm going to see nap. where it's at. Jimmy needs a nap. I've got like five reviews. Do you really? Oh, one dude hated it. That was on Goodreads. That was on Goodreads. Oh, yeah. I got my first negative review. It was oh, bad. No. You did, but also pretty funny. Yeah, I was like, I, I don't really care. Yeah. It would bother me if like, um, if Alistair Begg was like, oh, that looks terrible. <laughs> then I'd be like, oh, shoot. <laughs> I would feel bad. But some joker on the internet, I don't really care. I know. And it's an anonymous person. So that always makes you. Oh, yeah. It was me. <laughs> Dude, you did write a second book. Uh, Experience the truth. right there. <laughs> Dude, it's going cheaper than Note to Self. Yeah, because nobody knows what it is. <laughs> See, it's uh, the like Kindle that. edition. It's 30 cents cheaper. 
Fresh Pod every Monday and that. Thursday. You already said Blog that. Blog posts on Wednesday. Well, I need to say that. Content on uh, fresh, what is it called? Video stuff Never on gonna Friday. Happen. At some point when we finally have time. Later. Later. You're supposed to say bye, Jaquelli. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. Say bye. It's, I know. Jaquelin. 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 Jaquelin.